You are listening to the Sam Radio Football Show podcast. to another podcast episode of the Sam Radio Football Show. We have got loads to talk about, including the past weekend's Premier League results, including Prep Graviola. Is this the worst season he's had as a Man City manager after losing to Southampton? We'll talk about more about with the top four going on, along with City's, Man City's battle. We'll be away we should know the implication what they decide this week. We'll talk about more, but we'll talk about other teams like Manchester United, so for have to beat Bournemouth. And we'll talk about the EFL as well, too, of that of the champ, the running of the championship as well. Join us as usual is Douglas Horn. Douglas, good to see you. Good to see you, Carl. How are you doing, my friend? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Even I've been working all this weekend, this past weekend. So yeah. And joining us, who's come back out of exile, is Andrew Rogers. Andrew, good to see you. Were you out of existence, or were you just missed the, just the bother? Um. I'm not kissing any Liverpool backside. <laughs> um, I said I was respectful. I thought it'd be the wrong place for me to be trying to sing Liverpool's praises. Mm-hmm. Um, not my not a podcast I need to be on. You know, you know my you know my feelings on Klopp. I think he's done a great job. Worthy winners. Well, Let's forget about. Yeah, let's forget absolutely. about hammering like it never happened. Because um, quite, quite frankly, I don't even know how those players are even standing at the Etihad. So, oh, next one. <laughs> Fair enough. I joined us as well again from last week is Nick. Hello, Nick. Good to hear from you again. Uh, thanks very much. I'm uh, good to hear from you as well. Um... Absolutely. How was your weekend? Um. Yeah, it was pretty good, thanks. It was mostly quiet. Um, um, yeah, I didn't really do too much. I did, I did obviously see um, my girlfriend for a bit, and then, yeah, aside from that, just uh, you know, relaxing, exercising a bit as well, mostly. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, we've got two of my United fans, which is not as rare as much we don't get a lot. I want Liverpool, I want Leeds fan. That's quite a mix. That's quite a mix. It's a rival. It's a rival. It's a rival podcast. It is so much a rival. Uh, let's get things off and let's talk about Man City. Probably the worst season under Pep Guardiola. They've lost nine games after losing one to Southampton by a Jay Adams goal, which is very rare. He's not scored this. He's not scored this season. But yeah, Andrew, um, being a Man United fan, a rival to City. Is this Pep Guardiola's worst season? Oh, they're not a rival. They're irrelevant. Fair enough. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Then. Liverpool are rivals. <clears throat> Leeds are rivals. I'd go as far as going Chelsea are rivals. Um, but City aren't rivals. They just get laughed at by most United fans. <laughs> fair enough. Then. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but as, as they do, 
as they do off um, Leeds and Liverpool, as they should do. Fair enough, there. But what's your take on Pep's, Pep's season? Because this looks like it's going to have to be a big rebuild for <sighs> another season for Man City. He's already spent about three billion as he not on the squad. Something along lines like that, yes. Right. He's spent God knows how much amount of money. And that squad started to be collected for him. The likes of De Bruyne have been signed a year before. Yeah. Um don't get wrong, they're still the best football squad in the league. Right? They're still the best to watch. That's how you want football to be played. Um but Nothing's been made of the fact um, he's, is it 23 points? Yeah, 23 points, yeah. 23 yeah. points, right, behind Liverpool. Um, and nothing's been made it by the press. Absolutely nothing. Mm. If this is if this is Klopp, if this is Mourinho, Pochettino, Oli, any of them. Yeah, there's a witch hunt. There is a national witch hunt out for them, and just because it's not, it's not the narrative the press wanted before, because he's a press sweetheart, and he lets the press, you know, he gives the press all these list, nice little exclusives. Um, nothing's been wrote about him. I have heard though, if um, you do write anything a bit naughty about Man City, you do get hounded. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're second. But yeah, it's like when United came second on the Mourinho. What does it really mean? Nothing. Twenty odd points is embarrassing. Do you know what's even worse? Right? Is do you remember the season Moyes came in? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Do you know? Right. No, Nick. This is actually you kind of love this. Do you know Moyes is close? Moyes that season was closer to City. Than City are to Liverpool right now. Oh my God! I did not know um, that. Yeah, that gap was only fifteen points. Fifteen, sixteen points. Because I remember, oh. I remember the constant um, comparisons between United and Liverpool that season. Um, yeah, nothing's been made of it. All he was getting handed out a job in December. But they didn't have two of his best players. City, City still spent money. True, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they got rid of the... Um, he let company go. What did he let company go for? Do you know what? Mm. That's the question that I, I still do it to stay for. Why did he let company go when he still had a good few years to play? Two or three years in that City squad to play. Easy. All you do is you manage on... As he was managing them, you don't play him during the winter. Yeah. Right. You grind it. You grind out the winter when it hits. When it hits the end of February, company goes back in. Titles won. Yeah, absolutely true. Uh, Nick, we still had so many chances in the game, and they could have had probably at least two or three goals. Are you surprised how Sevchik, you know, Sevchik, you know, that how they conceded that goal to Jay Adams? It was a beautiful goal. Don't get me wrong. But the way City was that lead up to that goal, that Olachenko oh, did not look at look at the ball, look up and realise Alisson was coming in to come to him and get taking the ball off him, and then Chandler scored a one goal above, above a pass Edison. Oh well, yeah, I mean, I've, yeah, as I say, I definitely agree with him. Agree with that there. Um, 
but on South Africa's the the mic. Apologies for that. Um, but yeah, I've, I've definitely got to agree. Got to, got to agree with that, especially with the way because we're finished. And... Mm-hmm. Douglas, your take on that as well. What what City have to do next season, especially they have to fix that that, that defense. Yeah, defensively, I think you know, I think I think they're going to have to fix it. Um, I mean, looking at it, I actually think that they'll probably spend more money on fullbacks again. Um, I think they spent a I billion they... on fullbacks. I know he spent know, sixty but... million in the summer on Cancelo. Yeah, yeah, and we've not seen him. Hardly even, who's hardly even played. I know he, I know he played at the, I know he played at the, the weekend because obviously City. You know, rotated their, their, their more squad. Than yeah, <laughs> I mean, this 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 is the thing though. They definitely need a new center. They definitely need a center back. They don't need fullbacks. Yeah, not replacing company um, has been a big big factor on how they've really really struggled. And the thing is, the thing is, like, not many people are actually going into the fact that Manchester City have lost more matches than Manchester United <laughs> and Wolves. Yeah. And they've lost the same amount of matches as Sheffield United. Um, Not bad for a Norwegian PE teacher. I actually think City have been found out this season. They're not hard. I don't think they're hard to defend against. No. No. I mean, user Klopp sort of worked them out. Forget what happened the other night there. Because you know what? That was like putting 11 of me out there. <laughs> 11 of me out there on a Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, I know you've got an awful record that they had anyway. Yeah. Um, sort of same thing they've got uh, Anfield, but it's never going to come down to the head-to-head we use. No, It'll no. come down to who beats the small teams and thankfully use you know, you're recruited to subsidise your weaknesses. The signings of Van Dyke and Allison of one year's league. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I I think I think I, I totally agree with you, and I think this is the thing they haven't replaced company. Whereas we've obviously got Van Dyke and, and obviously you know Allison. Um, I think Ederson's been a bit suspect this season. I think I think we need to. I, I, I think he's really really um suffered recently and. And obviously, like we all know, the the goal that Jay Adams scored it was a wonderful finish. It was a very, very good, good finish. Them and uh, Scott McTominay, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I know but... That's the second time. What's that? Seven games that's happened. Yeah, and I think that was that's the that's the most three away games in a row. Um, it's the first time so... Pep's ever done it in his career. Yeah, I, I actually think this is is worse. Season as a manager, um, I don't think he's ever lost nine games. No, um, no, and to be honest, they've lost some really silly games as well. Like Wolves of the Etihad, I don't think anyone expected that that Wolves team to go in and you know win. I thought they could do anything though. Yeah, they do yeah. Um, they, they've lost to probably the best team that's going to finish bottom ever, North City. They lost three two there. Um, but that was obviously defensive mistakes from all the stones. Just um, go on the fact, it's unlooked the fact all he's done the double over him. 
Yeah. Completely, Aye. completely ignored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was twats ago on the Sunday supplement. Yeah. yeah. It I, I, angers me so much. And this, this is this is the thing, like, I say the City have been found out. I, I th- like Andrew said, I think they are easy to play against. You you get you get um you get what Manchester United did, you get what Liverpool did. Um, and what Chelsea did to them. And what Chelsea yeah, yeah, you you basically pressurize them and they're going to suffer. I don't think they do very well when when teams go on to you. Like the like the gag impressing with um with Klopp and then obviously you know Oli Oli sort, sort, sort of does the same thing in phases. Yeah. I mean they've got they've not got like you say, they've not got the best record at Anfield. They've not got the best record at Old Trafford either. No, so you know, looking at it, this is I mean if we're saying if we're saying that obviously Manchester City had obviously 98, 98 points last season, basically Liverpool could have lost every single game and yet still be crowned champions because they had eighty two points. The only the amount of points that Manchester City can accumulate now is eighty one. That's a big drop. It's a huge drop. It's a huge drop. I I, I agree with that one as well too. Uh, Especially for Southampton, what's been going on, you know, Che Adams was was ridiculed for not scoring goals. He was linked with my club in January. That never happened. Is that helping give him a massive boost to help him become, well, to be that leading pack with Danny Ings and obviously Shane Long if they can rotate it or not? I'm delighted for him, to be honest. I'm absolutely delighted for what him. What player was at Birmingham, man? Yeah, he was a cracking player at Birmingham. Absolute cracking player. Um, but do you know what? We have to give Ralph Hassan all credit because come back from a 9-0 defeat against Leicester, um, Southampton's form has been absolutely magnificent. I think, I think they're on a run. I think it's something like eight or nine wins in a row away from yeah. home, which I think is the first time in the club's history or something in the Premier League, which is absolutely unbelievable for a team like Southampton. Um <laughs> He's done a fantastic job, and do you know what? I mean, everyone will probably remember the nine nil this season, but people should remember that they they beat Manchester City one uh, nil at, at, at same but nobody, and, um Douglas, nobody will because you're not allowed to have an agenda against Pepper City. Yeah, yeah, you're not allowed. Yeah. I've highlighted this so much that. You know, if it doesn't fit the narrative of the people in the press because they're going to upset Pep, they won't do it. Especially yeah. this week, they got a huge case of where they go with the with the Champions League position for next season. They got a huge case. Oh, they're so. che- oh, they're cheating. How is that not obvious? Well, exactly. But do you know what? We'll see it go because they think they have a good chance of winning it. We'll see what happens anyway. I think we all have to see look at what when they get the full statements. After the after the 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 cases adjourned and being announced, so we'll look into that long next week about that one anyway. Um, let's go to your teams, both of you, Andrew and Nick. Manchester United winning five two against Bournemouth. Um, Martial scored twenty goals and he's in all competitions for, for the first time in his career. You know, and I know he's been always being questioned about if he can score goals if he's right for Manchester United. But Andrew, like I said, other than Harry Maguire did not defend well, let Junior Stanis score an easy goal. How do you think Man United now really going to get his top four now, especially with that performance 
by Martial. Um, see when he scored that goal, I swear all my pants came off. <laughs> I, I, I just start, you know, I, I had the, I had the old top off, sort of one milling it around my head. Um, umble, umble. I was just sort of sitting going, what, what? How's he? Oh, just yeah, five absolute world class goals there. Um. Even Rashford's penalty, even the audacity for him to, you know, he's played well, but he's not been scoring. Yeah. Somebody's getting a phone call. Yeah, who's getting a phone call? Creators. Not me. Nick. Nick. You know how to do that? That's a Facebook call as well. Yeah, it's a Facebook call. Uh, The joys. <laughs> so right. Um, no, I just I thought I thought every time we went forward we looked like scoring. Um, Maguire's made what? Maguire's not actually made that many mistakes this season. We've got the second best defense in the league. Yeah, I'm gonna kind of give him a pass on it. Fair enough. I know he's um, ridiculed, and but... that's that strikes yeah. one in a hundred to go in. Yeah. It just so happens mm. that one in a hundred happened to De Gea a couple of times this season. Fair enough. Um, I want to I open to all three of you about this one because Greenwood scored two goals and he looks like a few a, 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 a Manchester United player. With Ratford and Martial, do you think that's going to be the, the future front three? For no, because I think years? it's a He's only 18... I've been got put onto this lad by um, a YouTuber. I started watching MUTV uh, two years ago, and he just doesn't look phased by anything. Yeah. Oh, today, um, you know, 15 goals this season and a breakout season for an Mm -hmm. 18-year-old who hasn't even played much in the league. Yeah, absolutely. Nick, I've been raving about this kid for the last year. Yeah, I absolutely. Andrew. Nick, your take on this, the, the result at Old Trafford for Manchester United. Does, does this look like now that the top four, well, it might be the place, might be going out if what happens in the City top case will be, will be enough for Manchester United to qualify? Um, well, yeah, I, I think definitely I've got a good chance here. Um, obviously, obviously, no Chelsea will need to drop points, but yeah, certainly for what we were playing, I, I certainly think we do have that chance to get into top four. And I've definitely got to agree with Andrew. Though, you know, five world class goals, just an exceptional performance um, from the club just now. And and yeah, I mean, de- I definitely feel things are really starting to look more positive uh, for Manchester United these days. And um, you know, especially compared to like the beginning of the season, anyway. And, Absolutely. Uh, Douglas, take on Bournemouth. This is, it just gets a lot more worse and worse. Uh, just, you know, when they went ahead, you just always had the feeling Manchester United were going to score because Manchester United at this moment in time have been absolutely magnificent since the restart. Yes, obviously, we can talk about the, so the drop points at um, you know, Tottenham, but you have to say, ever, just, uh, ever since that game, 
They've just been magnificent. I mean, five goals. I think that's the first time they've scored five goals since Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's first game in charge. I think it was at Cardiff, if I remember rightly. What, in the league? So, yeah. In the league, yeah. We've, we've actually scored, um, in the last 16 games, it's the fifth time we've scored four or more goals. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really, really good going. And do you know what? I think looking at it now, I mean, there's big, big chances now for people to draw points. I mean, you've got Arsenal-Leicester tomorrow. I mean, Leicester, Leicester's form at the um, Emirates is not no. great. You've got um, Sheffield United-Wolves. I mean, that's a hard game as well. Obviously, Sheffield United are still in that wee sort of mix for sort of Europa League um, football. You've obviously got Aston Villa against Manchester United as well. Um, yeah, I think Crystal Palace got Chelsea as well. That's not an easy game for Chelsea either. So, you know, obviously we all know about what happened on the, the last time that they went um, away from home and they lost 3-2 to West Ham, which is absolutely amazing. David Moyes, well, but... football genius. <laughs> yeah. but, look, but looking at it, Manchester United, as I've said many, many times, they've got the favourable running of the, of the top four clubs. Chelsea have, Chelsea have still got to go to Anfield and they've got Wolves on the final day of the season. That could be absolutely crucial. I know the Leicester, I know Leicester have got, I think, Spurs and Manchester United in the final two games as well. So, you know, there's definitely... This is a big, big opportunity for Manchester United to, to, um, against Aston Villa. Uh, if Arsenal do beat Leicester, it's a big, big opportunity for... Uh, United to get into that top four. Yeah, absolutely, indeed. Uh, let's go to the other games as well, and let's go to pretty much Leicester, Leicester City. Jamie Barry got his hundred pound league goal after a three 0 against Crystal Palace. Um, Douglas, you said to Jamie Barry from where he start, where he started his career a decade ago to where he is now. It's been, he's been a fantastic servant, and he's been, I think, he's been very underrated in most cases. Yeah, congratulations, Jamie Vardy. Absolutely magnificent achievement to get to 101 goals. Um, yeah, look, it was. I think I think it's safe to say he was gifted the first one. Um, Sacco deciding to you know basically lose the ball and obviously Harvey Barnes was an easy tap in for uh, for Vardy. So no, not a bad way to get your hundredth, but his second one is absolutely class. Uh, sees Guaita. Uh, before obviously you know he he loves it over over him, but no Jamie Vardy's an absolutely magnificent and um, obviously you know I think I think uh, he's obviously in the front running for the you know the Golden Boot at the moment. Obviously he's on twenty one now, um, so but Jamie Vardy from where he came from, obviously from obviously Fleetwood Fleetwood Town, um, and obviously Leicester picked him up for a million pounds, which is. Unbelievable in today's which market. is still, which is Absolutely still the the record of for a non-league football player to join a yeah a full type of professional club. So absolutely, absolutely amazing. But uh, no, Jamie Vardy deserves every bit of credit. Uh, obviously, I remember him going on that. He went he went on a twelve match um, goal scoring streak, like in 12, 12, uh, 12 games as well. Obviously, beat Ruud van Nistelrooy's um, record as well. So against Man United as well. Back. I know that was that was what the that was what the, 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 the good thing was as well. It was a case Man United of, of all teams as well. But no, Vardy's done absolutely amazing. But that was a big win for Leicester See? because they were slipping up a little bit. Um, but um, obviously, looking at the fixtures, as I've said, Arsenal's a hard game. 
uh, as well. So they're not quite out of, they're out of reach yet. But I tell you something: if they can keep the way they're going, then they may well be in the Champions yeah. League. See the thing is, Jamie Vardy is not the first player to do this. Go for no, no. Um, and I, I'm going to be honest. I don't think he's the. It's going to sound daft, but I don't think he's the big story of all these non-league players. I'd more look at the likes of Ian Wright. Yep, that, that's something I would agree because I'm just looking at Ian Wright uh, was was actually if his goal record, I think he was one of the fastest few. I think he's the fifth fastest fastest person to score hundred goals for me with 173 games. So yeah, and he he didn't do it, and that those weren't good Arsenal teams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they weren't good Arsenal teams. It, it was the days of one out of the Arsenal under George Graham. Yeah, Jamie Vardy's Jamie, Jamie yeah. had a cracking team round him. Nothing yeah. that doesn't take away anything from the you know, what's that, six seasons it's taken him. Yeah, six seasons, yeah. So six seasons, yeah. That's brilliant. Um he's yeah. a cracking player. I don't know why Southgate wouldn't have him in that England squad. See, I want to say that as well because that's one thing I do agree, because I think he, the way he's he retired. It was very surprising. I'm going to admit you because I know he he only started against came on against Colombia in the round of 16 and in the 2018 World Cup. But he still had he still got a lot lot to give. That's why I still think as well to this day he still got a lot to give to the English squad in a different dimension. You know, and I always think, you know, mm-hmm. some point I would like to see Vardy back in that US squad next seat next year. But you know, it's not, it ain't going to happen the way. <laughs> Yeah, and I agree as well. So I know it's not. Ha- yeah, I, I agree. I I, I agree with that, Andrew. But I think from a different perspective, people now will start questioning that he should be still in the English squad, no matter what. That's what people should be still are still saying to this day. You know, so it, but it's that's surprising. the way. That's the way to go out, though. People still wanting more. Yeah. Before Father Time's got you. Yeah, and I agree. Even though Rooney had that same situation at that time, he retired. He only came back for that one appearance. But I do agree. You know, yeah, sometimes five will catch up. But even though he's in his thirty, his early thirties, Vardy, he's kind of still got something. But yeah, I can understand why Southgate might not pick him. You know, <laughs> even though he retired. So, yeah. yeah, I agree with that one, but. Nick, you take on Vardy. Do you think he, he's going to be looked at as a legendary status for what he's done from ways from, from non-league? I think you remember he, before Fleetwood, he actually played in the, in Stockbridge, Stockbridge near Sheffield, not far from where I used to live, to where he is now. Yeah, that definitely really shows just how far how far he has come. You know, as you say, from starting off from non-league and now, you know, now uh, playing the Premiership and you know, you know, setting this record for Leicester, just such an incredible achievement, I've got to say. Um, yeah, he, he, he really has done great, done great, great for himself. Um, as I say, from obviously he came from, oh, well, he said he came from the reserve league to the, to the top point. Um, I'm going to say it kind of, it kind of slightly reminds me of it. I say slightly because obviously this other player I'm talking about hasn't set a record or that, but it kind of slightly reminds me in a way of of uh, Livingston's uh, Scott Pittman since obviously he started a team with Bonus United and is now in the in the top five. Mm-hmm. In a different aspect, yeah. Mm. 
Absolutely. No, I get, I, I get where you're coming from there, Nick. Um, yeah, completely. He's playing in Lord Lincoln, Bonus, Bonus United. He's playing for Brock, like Broxburn Rovers before that or something. Broxburn Athletic. Yeah. Ah, Athletic as well, I Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's go to the other games as well, um, especially for the bottom. Looks like Brighton are safe for now with after winning one 0 against Norwich. Um, Andrew, I'm gonna I'm gonna come to you because do you question Danny Parkey's dropping? Question is selection dropping Cookie and Cantwell for the start of the game. I didn't get that one at all. When they are your two top scorers, even though you're going down. But a tough love, isn't it? Yeah, you can say that. That's true. Bit of tough love. Not been performing. Maybe a bit of a boost. Um, he, may as, he may as well try stuff out. They're going down anyway. Yeah. I I understand that as well, completely. But do you sense that now... Do you think now, if Norwich do go down, do you think they have the capability to come back up, even though that squad might be dismantled and they have to... they got a very good director of football, Stuart Webber, who came from Huddersfield, who can actually fix that squad and find some good players that help them bounce back up. Is that a good, fair assessment? It all depends on the recruitment. All depends on the mm. recruitment. We've seen teams go down and come straight back up. Um... You know, Burnley were that yo-yo club for a couple of years and now they've sort of became stable. Um, not a reason why they can't do that with the, the right recruitment and, you know, the right team around Farker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Douglas, Brighton, do you think they're now safe now from the Premier, from, from going from relegation? Oh yeah, absolutely. There's no way they're getting uh, dragged into this. Um, you know they've they've done really really well. Obviously we've got them, uh, we've got them Wednesday. Um, it's you know it's it's not a given because obviously you know their form since the you know the restart has been very very good. And um, you know they obviously uh, they've obviously beaten Arsenal. You know a very good away win against Norwich. Um, I totally agree. I think I think Brighton are definitely safe. Uh, I was reading actually. Um, Norris City, um, obviously, what what big game against Watford because obviously if they if Watford do beat Norris and I think either this week or next game week that Norris could go down. Um, but yeah, Nor- Norris to me are already relegated uh, for me because um, there's not many there's not many points that they're going to get out of those last few yeah. fixtures. Um, so it's a shame, but um, looking looking at it, you know, I think Daniel Farker obviously tried something that didn't work. But um, one of the things that, that uh, Daniel Farker reminds me of, do you know, do you know the you know the pigs in, in yes. Shrek, where the, the German yeah, pigs yeah, in Shrek, yeah. it reminds me a lot. Like I, mean, that. I know you when you told me that I do over there, for yeah, that does kind of make sense. So yeah, I'm not surprised with that one. I can't um, see that now. <laughs> I can't unsee that now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nick, coming to Brighton, when he got Graham Potter, he signed a four-year contract. And then after a good start, they, they signed a six-year extension. There was questions about the form dipped before the suspension. But you since the restart, do you think Brighton, now Graham Potter is now more established the team that he wants now, thinking, well, people are now 
judging, thinking he should go after before the before the postponement. Do you think now Brighton fans are now looked at thinking he's our long term manager because it's the way to go? Yeah, I think they will be. To be honest, I mean, because I, 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 yeah, as you say, I can remember that at first. I think they were quite quite unsure of getting put. I think it was. I mean, due to his experience, but yeah, I think he's definitely proven himself. You know, since since he has managed to keep keep them, you know, quite a foot. And yeah, I think he definitely has to be a long term manager for that reason. Absolutely, absolutely. And do you know what? I, I like Brighton. I like how the fans because they were the very vocal are saying, "Look, we're not going to play at neutral grounds for the sake of our relegation," and they fought really hard. To make sure they were playing their games at home where they want to be, because you know at the time it was people was green to it, but that because that Brighton disagreed said no, we're not playing away from our ground, and I think they did the right thing to to, to say this is done. We we're going to play at home at our grounds because that's where we're good at playing at home. We're not playing at a neutral ground. We might not be at our best. So you know what? Fair play to Brighton. Really, really do fair play to them. Absolutely. Um, let's go to the other games. Um, Liverpool, Douglas, winning two against Aston Villa. Curtis Jones signing a new contract, scored as well. The, the, you know, forty couple of hours after the day after he signed a new contract. Is he going to be a good player for Liverpool in the future years to come? I was absolutely buzzing, absolutely buzzing the other night when he signed a new contract. No, not going to lie. Um, I've seen a lot of them, and obviously the reserves. He, he looks a player. He looks a player. And obviously, it was very, very good for him to, you know, get the winning goal against um, against Villa, uh, the, the second one yesterday. But, um, yeah, it was a bit of a, bit of a weird game, actually. Um, we looked really sluggish, so there's no doubt about it. I thought Villa played really, really well. I thought McGinn in the centre of the park, where uh, Villa was absolutely magnificent yesterday as well. Um, yeah, I think... There's just something about Liverpool at the moment that they don't seem to be playing very, very well, but they still seem to get the result. And that that's that's, that's what, what the mark of a good team is. Um but yeah, looking at the obviously looking at the, the game yesterday, I thought Naby Keita was very, very good yesterday. So I'm hoping hoping that Keita will be able to stay fit and obviously, you know, play play more games now for uh, for, for Liverpool. But uh, yeah, it, you know what? I'm I'm happy that um, Curtis Jones has uh, signed a new contract, and I think he is definitely one for the future. Obviously, Harvey Elliott. Um, obviously, there's some break, uh, breaking news that's come out of uh, Liverpool. Is uh, Harvey Elliott has signed his first professional contract as a Liverpool player? So, um, so that's that's more good news. So, obviously, building for the future. I wouldn't be too surprised if you see Nico Williams get a, a contract extension either. So. Yeah, Liverpool definitely building for the future. It's uh, the future is bright, as as they say. So uh, yeah, I'm very very happy about Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott signing uh, signing new deals. Andrew, you take on Villa, especially with Jack Grealish. I know Grey Sewers came out criticised Jack Grealish if he's if he could play for a top top t- top club in the Premier League. Especially with Jack Grealish, has been the most foul player in the Premier League. Do you think Sewers has a point with that in some ways? You know, if he can be a good player, but can he be a top? No, I think, I think Sooness is a twat. <laughs> Anything Sooness says is like white noise to me. Um, I totally disagree with Douglas on the game. I thought Villa were awful. I thought the, I thought the game was awful. Um, 
I didn't think McGinn was that good. Um, I just thought it was such a stale game. If Villa wanted to go and get the win, they should have got yous early. Before you've got the cobwebs out, mm-hmm. you were there for the taking in the first sort of twenty minutes, and it's sort of highlighted to me that you know they're probably going to go down. They've not got a goal scorer in the team, and I don't know. I just thought the more Liverpool came into the game, it was just a matter of not if, and it was just more a matter of when Liverpool were going to take the lead. Curtis Jones looks like a cracking player. Though. He looks like a player. Absolutely. Um, let's just we'll go on to that. Let's go to another game. Chelsea beat Watford 3-0. There's just a lot of questions with Watford, especially what's been going on with the outside the club because, you know, with Andrew Gray, breaking lockdown rules, selection dilemmas. Nick, you take on Watford. What is going, you know, does Nigel Peterson have a lot to, to try to keep them up now? Because this is a, it's a bit of a struggle now for them. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> definitely quite a bit of a struggle for Watford. Um, I think certainly, it's, you know, certainly it's become sort of crunch time for Watford, and yeah, so I think it's going to be quite a, quite a very difficult running for Watford. And unfortunately, though, I'm not like kind of chances of staying up. I have to say. Yeah, Douglas Chelsea was very lethal. What then, as usual? Yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea looking good as usual. Um, obviously, it took them took them a wee bit of time to get going. But obviously, you know Giroud gets the first goal, um, and then obviously you know William, William again. I mean William. I know. I know. Obviously, he's leaving Chelsea um, at the end of the season. But I tell you something. Since the restart, he's been absolutely fantastic for Chelsea. Uh, yeah. Obviously, and then obviously you know Barkley getting the you know the third goal, which was very very good from him as well. Um, yeah, Chelsea just keep plugging away. I just think it's a very, very tough game for them at Palace tomorrow. It's it's another one of those games where you wouldn't expect them to drop points, but they have come unstuck at Palace in the past, so need to be a bit wary of uh, of, of Palace. I yeah, think. absolutely. Uh, let's go to the other games briefly as well. Um, it was a draw at St. Joseph's Park with Newcastle West Ham, joined 2-2. Um, Andrew, it looks like Steve Bruce is really fighting for it to keep himself as manager if this if they do get a takeover happening. It looks like he's probably rather than bringing Pochettino in something that they were linked earlier earlier a couple of weeks ago. Do you think he's really now the right man, no matter what the takeover happens, to lead Newcastle to where they need to be? I think Steve Bruce in general gets a tough ride and because um of the clubs he's managed. Um, I think he's done brilliant at Newcastle um, working under the circumstances there um, he's done better than, to me he's done better than Rafa they play better football um, they look a threat going forward yeah um, what... Rafa's the thing is Rafa's seen as a sort of messiah up there um, yeah I kind of don't get it. It's a weird one. Yeah, it's a weird one. I get him being a messiah at Liverpool because of the European Cup and, you know, all that. And he chose to go to Newcastle. But you're forgetting he decided to leave in the summer there. Yeah. There was an offer there for him to keep the job. And they went and spent money. I know Jonathan's not looked great, but you look at 
St. Maximin, who's been cracking. And Almoron, right right even, yeah, even Almoron is now coming into his after he's after his first after coming from Atlanta a season and a half ago. He looks more of the player that we see now that Atlanta than when he first came to the Premier League as well. Oh yeah, I just think he gets an unfair ride, and if he ends up losing his job. It's not going to be because he's not done a good job. It's going to be because these new owners like a big fancy name and. Who says Pochettino's even going to do well because the last year at Spurs wasn't great, was it? No, especially it wasn't. Especially if you saw the picture of Adele with his son signing his first professional contract. He's still in a Spurs night T-shirt. That's how. That's weird. Yeah, that's how was, weird. I found that kind of weird. Yeah, personally, I, I found that kind of. I don't know. It's sort of like that. It sort of reminds me. Of, that ex that just always wants you back. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Even though the relationship's yeah. completely done, they want you back no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I, I didn't see the hype, but Pochettino's mm. done well, but he's done well in a certain system. Yeah. Um, he doesn't... I always see this thing as he doesn't value trophies. Told me he's not even he's never gonna be a big time manager. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that as well. Let's go into the other game, the one I'll draw at Turf between Burnley and Sheffield United. And Nick, do you think that Sheffield United, you know, the cat the what get Champions League now, but do you still think they have a chance to get you no matter what the outcome with the FA Cup come to the end of the season? Um, yeah, I think they've. I think they've still. I'd say they've still got a bit of a chance. Um, although their form has kind of been quite up and down lately. So, um, yeah, tough one to call. But I, as I said, I do think. I do think they still have a small chance of reaching Europe. Yeah, it's the Europa League more likely, is it? The League. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that as well. Um, last game we'll see. Arsenal beat Wolves two 0 Somehow, Hassel's been, they formed after that Brighton game. They've turned the kind of turn the corner a bit, Douglas. Are you very surprised they're like, they're like only three points, something like that, behind Wolves, you know? It is, it's very surprising, but look, look what a couple of results can do for you. And obviously, look what's, you know, what's, what's happened with, uh, you know, obviously Wolves losing 2 0 to, uh, to Arsenal, but. Um, People talking that they'll have an out, they have an outside chance of the Champions oh, League. Break. I I just think the other the other teams are far yeah. far too stronger than, than, than Arsenal. And um, to be honest with you, like Bukayo Saka, um, what a week it's been for him. Obviously scoring, uh, obviously signing a new contract at Arsenal, uh, which is massive for uh, for him as well. And um, obviously scoring a fantastic goal as well. It was a very good half volley into the. You know the bottom corner. It's nice, nice to see Lacazette scoring as well. Um, but yeah, Arsenal have definitely picked up form, and um, I've been very, the the one player I can say I've been very, very impressed with is Emmy Martinez. I know that obviously he hardly he's hardly played for you know Arsenal. Okay, he's been probably played more in the Europa League. He's probably been played more in the Europa League than than anything else. But um, but no, ever since Bernd Leno went out of the side, obviously due to injury. Emmy Martinez has actually proven to be a very, very good, uh, you know, man to step in when when needed. So, um, 
Amy Martin is really impressed. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's been very impressive since after Leno got injured against Brighton. Anyway, he has been very impressive as well. Um, we're done with the rest of the Premier League. Let's go into the EFL Championship. We're going to start off what's going on at Wigan. It's, it's a sad situation when four or five weeks ago, they got another takeover, a change of ownership. Now that the new owners doesn't want to put money in, now they've got administration. Uh, Andrew, this is the EFL needs to look at themselves in the mirror of why they let this takeover happen. Where if the new Butley's owner situation and they're not putting no money into the into the club, it's been happening over and over again, on it in the championship. Um, yeah, whatever's whatever's going on it is a joke. But I was reading somewhere it's the chairman of the club that gets taken over that does all these checks for the new owners coming in. Yeah. It's not a independent panel. And that's sort of worrying because if there's something corrupt going on, it's gonna get wiped under the table. It, yeah, absolutely. Um, Douglas should take on I mean, this where sorry Andrew, before you finish off yeah, go on. Um they're going exactly like Rangers did with Craig White. Yeah, it's like, it's don't, normally don't asked. Yeah, sorry. Stop being too much. Yeah, keep going. Go on. Um, I think they're just going to go. They look like they're just going to go straight like Rangers. When Craig White took them over and took them down. It's sad. It's really sad. It's really sad to see. Um, Douglas, you're taking this where Wigan was a couple of years ago. They won the FA Cup. To to get this to where they are now, when. They had a stead stability of Joe, of Darren, Darren Royal, Joe Royal's son, kept the stability of the club. Pocket Cup hookers thinking, you know, when it gets stuck the other night, he kind of he must have knew that this was happening before after the game was done, before the game, the way things were going. That's very very sad. Um, Wigan Wigan for me were a very very good Premier League club when they came up. Um, obviously, you know, obviously due to, you know, obviously they 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 obviously went down. Um, and then obviously you know they they had to go, they got relegated in the championship as well, which was very very bad as well. But this is the thing, like, it's really difficult to work it out how they've managed to get themselves into this mess. Um, but yeah, like you say, they were taken over like four or five weeks ago. So, um, I I honestly hope that they get fresh investment because if they don't, then, um, you know, it'll be a very, very sad way. But this is a thing, like, Wigan are obviously the first to obviously go into the administration. I don't think they'll be the last either, Absolutely. sadly. Nick, you're taking what's going on with the EFL. Do you think EFL needs to do more to keep clubs solvent rather than lo- let, going through go the administration? Because it looks like this is, an, uh, like what's happened with Berry last, at the start of the season, and what's going on with Maxfield as well. Do you think the EFL should need to do more of trying to keep these clubs, you know, from going bankrupt or out of business, even out of business? Yeah, I think ultimately he's definitely he definitely he definitely has to do more to keep them from keep them from going bankrupt bankrupt because um you know you know as I said obviously it was awful to see what happened to, to Berry and the many other teams between them and yeah it's, I've really got the feel for for Wigan as well there and. But yeah, I think he definitely needs to do more to sort of keep him afloat. And unfortunately, you know, I, I definitely, I, I think it's, I, I'm going to say, I definitely have to agree one hundred percent with what Andrew saying about how they're going the same way as Rangers, or where under Craig White, because 
you know, I mean, likewise, this, I just feel this guy is just making wrong decision after wrong decision. Yeah, absolutely. Douglas, do you think Rick Parry's got a lot to blame? Since he's thinking he's not, he's not done enough to try help these clubs, about 50 so clubs have been affected with the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, I, I, do, I do agree. I think, he, I think there's more um, more things done in the AFL to help these clubs. Um, because obviously we, are, we aren't going to have fans in for uh, the stadiums in a, for a long, long time. So, yeah, they definitely need to do something to keep these clubs afloat because otherwise you're just going to lose um, a few more clubs, like obviously the Berry situation as well. So, um, yeah, it's very, 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 very sad to see. Absolutely. I just want to ask you all guys with this one. Um, I know they were talking about with the parachute payments that is being paid to the relegate clubs, and it's kind of like an unfair advantage to the team in the championship. Do you think in the future they might have to look at it thinking the parachute payments will have to be paid to? I don't know what would be the set terms of paying to the clubs, but they should be paid to all twenty-four clubs in the championship. This parachute payments equally, not like. Like they're getting like two hundred something million over three years, but do you think there should be a set parachute payments for all the championship clubs, no matter what they've been relegated or not? They've got to find a system to have clubs competing on a on a wavelength. Um, the parachute payments, it's down, it's down to the playoffs, isn't it? Um, yeah. And being relegated, mm-hmm. the thing is. People are moaning about the Newcastle takeover not going through and this, that and the next thing. That's because checks are being done on these people. Um, exactly. Just enforce proper checks. End of story. Yeah. Clubs, will, clubs will stop living, with, living not in their means. Yeah. You look absolutely. at, you know, you look at um, the likes of Norwich, Huddersfield and that, they're not spending, you know, massive amounts of money. If they go down, they go down. They've got to, they've got to look at a system where if they do go up, there's a way of coming back down and managing the clubs. Yeah. No, I, I understand and agree with you there with that one. I really do. Uh, let's go briefly to the championship results, actually, this past weekend. We'll start off with the top with the top two, Lee's beat Bradbury 3-1 away at Ewa Park and I have to say for my team at the moment it looks it's I would say the next four three games it would close but it's still a lot to play for I have to admit but West Brom uh, beating Hull City 4-2 how Douglas that was a huge game for West Brom because they need to, to win after a bit of a slow start to the restart since they came since the restart came back so yeah, it was a very good win for West Brom. Um, yeah, Hull City though. I mean, I I actually worry for Hull. Their form since the restart has not been great. And um, looking at it, looking at the table at the moment, obviously, um, you know, Leeds Leeds are six points out of Brentford. West Brom are five points out of Brentford. Um, so you know, they're very nearly there. Um, and also looking at the fixtures uh, for the obviously the midweek fixtures. I mean, West Brom got Derby at uh, the Hawthorns, and uh, Leeds have got Spurs at home. So, 
Yeah, I mean, that's going to be very, very interesting. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, you had to add that. Obviously, Lisa playing Stoke on my birthday. I know. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting. But I think Leeds and West Brom are almost there. Um, but obviously, if one of you slip up, like um, West Brom have recently, you know, Brentford are, have got a really reasonable run in, and um, they are going to push West Brom very, very close Absolutely. for a second, Andrew, I think. I'm just going to go to Brentford. Brentford have not conceded since the restart oh, about five games. Do you think they can keep this up? Because I don't know how they can keep up conceding a goal against opposition. Because this looks fantastic. I just very surprised about that as well. I love I love Brentford, as I've said quite a few times. There's something about that club I absolutely love. Um the way they conduct themselves in the transfer market. You know, they lost Mopai in the window last um, summer. Yeah. Last summer um, sort of got to January, brought Naki Wells in after his loan at QPR, done well there. And they just they just keep this ball rolling. Yeah, it's that money ball they, thing going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just... I mean, I... I I got watching Brentford when Warburton was there, you know, four or five years ago. And yeah. the sort of philosophy stayed the same, whether the coach is there or not. Um, I think they're, ju- they're just a joy to watch. Yeah, a joy to watch. I'm not going to lie I don't know what it was. It was. I got watching them when Warburton was there, the way he was playing football. Yeah. I was like, that's how I, wa- that's how I want to see a team play. Yes. It's as, I, yeah. sort of as close as to the tick attacker sort of thing you're going to get. I absolutely no, I agree with that as well too. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. You know, I think since Pontius had to join the club, I thought, yeah, this is a bad move. But you know what? For the sake of his career, he's, you know, I thought he was going to falter a bit. But I'm not going to lie, he's done quite well since he joined the club. You know, so and especially the players at the side is phenomenal because they get them on a very good deals. And when they sell them, they make a huge profit. So that's always yeah. been that, that that I like that kind of model that works really well. It really do. They so, took they took Pontus Shanson off yourselves, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. And they lost um they lost they lost Joanne Barbet to QPR. Yeah. Um, you know, it sort of went round in a bit of a circle for them last summer and club didn't seem to panic. They were just like, right, he's out here, we're bringing him in. Yeah, no, no panic they, at that club no, about no anything. Panic. No, they've never. Do you know that's a club I like. They yeah. panic with anything. And Nick, I bet you agree with that as well too. Yeah, there's as I say, there's, there's certainly, there's certainly, there's certainly sort of relaxing about things. And yeah, the club is just generally very well run. You know? So we're yeah. saying that about a club in the championship, well run, play good football, not overly Spending. throwing money at things. Yeah. yeah. It is. It's very surprising. I think they do. They've done it the right way since the, the, the owner, Matthew Bradford, that owns um, Michelin in in also in also Denmark as well. You know, owning three clubs and using that system they have, it's kind of been a very good model. I'm not going to lie to you with that one. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, looking at the teams at the bottom of the championship, Huddersfield, like I said with Hull, Huddersfield Joe Nuno gets Preston. And like we did talk about last week's show, we do have a bit of worry for Huddersfield at the moment, the way the thing's going, because it could suffer another, doing a, a, a Sunderland by going down. But looking at Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough's lost to QPR. 
this past weekend. And Neil Warner came in to try to turn things around. But Douglas, what do you think of this now? Do you think most of it now going to be going down? You know, loads of the last two games. Uh, it's really difficult to say. Um, really, really tight there. I mean, you know, if you lose one game, you can find yourselves at the bottom as well. I mean, as I've said, obviously looking at that, obviously Luton Town 40, Barnsley 41, Middlesbrough 44. So, so tight. And it, it's going to be very, very interesting because... If Wigan you know, gets the points um, deduction, then that, that think... will turn things around, won't it? That would turn things around, yeah. Um, so looking at it, I think I think looking I think looking at it, I, I think teams from 16th to 21st are not safe. So um, yeah, I think I think I think it's between Wigan, Birmingham City, Stoke, Charlton, Huddersfield, Hull City, Middlesbrough, Barnsley, and Luton Town to go down. Um, I think Sheffield Wednesday and Reading have just got themselves uh, a little bit too. Much. Too much points to even be dragged into it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one past weekend, a manager, manager being sacked. Uh, Lee Johnson got sacked at uh, Bristol City after losing last four of the five five games. And Nate, do you know Bristol City have been so close to try to get to the playoffs last season? They missed out, and now it's time to end. It was it was the end for Lee Johnson. If Bristol, you know, I, I have to say Bristol played good. City played good football, no doubt about it. But they have been struggling, you know to try to keep up the pace in the playoffs this season? Yeah, they've certainly... Um, I think you say it's certainly been a, quite a mixed season for them. Yeah, certainly they're having that trouble, as you see, when it comes to, to, the, to the playoffs at the moment. Yeah. Although I do remember, I think... They, I, I do remember them sort of being... A little higher up earlier on during the season, though. During the season, they had a very good start to the season, but they just dipped so badly. You look at teams like Derby, who have been resurgent since Ray Rooney's come in. They were they were in the mid table early the season. Early the season, they were seventeenth well. when he came in. I know. I want. I want a turnaround. I want a turnaround. Mm-hmm. That's gone. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at that. I really. If I'm you amazed. look back, if you look back in the chart, I think I said it in the chart. I think Rooney will get Derby promoted. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely right. said, I don't know if it was in right. this chat or another chat I'm in, but I said Rooney would get Derby promoted or at least into the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I probably agree because they are like four, three points off from Cardiff and they were six there. <clears> so, <throat> no, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting who gets that last spot because... Even Swans is still involved. Even surprisingly, even on Millwall's elevated decent season, they still kind of have a bit of a chance if if, if teams drop results. So, you know, it's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, look, looking at it, obviously, West Brom got Derby um, midweek as well. So, you know, that's a big game. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. Well, before we get to the show, what, what's to do our predictions then? Uh yeah, uh, obviously I'll just I'll just choose a handful of games. Obviously the the usual yeah. one, uh, really. Um, so uh, Arsenal Leicester City. Andrew, come to you first for that one. Two nil Arsenal. Yeah, Nick. Um, hold on, I'm just uh, sorry, I was pulling up my predictions. Um, 
But I think uh, I'll say I'm I'm going to say two one Arsenal. Two one Arsenal. Yeah, I've got I've gone two one. Yeah, it's as a well. tough Carl? one. I think with Leicester's form, anyway, it's not good. I'm I'm going full house two one Arsenal. Two one Arsenal. Interesting. <laughs> um, so obviously another game that obviously is critical for the top four is Crystal Palace against Chelsea. Carl, come I to think you first Chelsea could keep this one going. I still think it will be. A, I would say I would say close game, but I think it will be two one Chelsea. Yeah, I've gone 2-1 Chelsea. Who's Chelsea got, sorry? Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park. Nah, Chelsea will get that one, though. Um, I'm going to say 2-0 Chelsea. 2-0 Chelsea. Okay, um, this, is a, this is a big, big game, this one. Sheffield United against Wolves. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm going to say a 1-1 one, one draw. In this yeah, I think I've got a draw this as well. I'm going to go with a 2 all draw, actually. Because these teams are... Cause, yeah. 2 all draw. Uh, I'll say 1-1 one, one draw. Oh, everyone's going for a draw. <laughs> no. House, Andrew? When, when have I went with a green? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to go Sheffield United and I get one now. Um, obviously another game obviously another game that involves obviously the uh, the, the top four um, and if they've got a slight outside chance I'll say that but they're away from it's really really poor it's Bournemouth against Tottenham now obviously Bournemouth beat Spurs 1-0 the last time at the Vitality um, can we see any repeat of that Andrew I'll come for you first for that one um, just to make Josie Mourinho raging 1-0 Bournemouth <laughs> <laughs> um, Carl, with Bournemouth's form at the moment, I still think it'll be one 0 Tottenham. One 0 Tottenham. I've 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 gone two 0 Tottenham, but um, I like what Andrew said to make Josie Mourinho read. I would really like that. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to say two one Tottenham. This because it. This because they're Bournemouth. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, he's not always going to agree with you. Just, just let, let's get the way no, out no, of the way. No, no, no. Do you want to know something, right? When me and Nick agree, we, me and Nick, me and Nick disagree about a lot, but I know you I do. It comes from, I'm, when me and Nick agreed the other week there, I thought, I'm going to go and have a beer. I literally opened a bottle of beer as we agreed, Nick, so <laughs> it was worth a celebration. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it was that about the, uh, I think when I spoke about it, was it, I was spoke about David De Gea, I think it was our... Uh, or you totally agreed on what uh, Kino said. The thing oh, is, yeah. um, I spoke to my dad a couple of hours later after that, I went, do you agree with Kino? I went, I wish Kino knocked him out in the dressing room. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. Well, fair enough. Gentlemen, thank you very much as usual. We, we've just come to the end of the time now. Thank you very much. We'll see you again next week. No worries, man. Okay. 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 Okay.